He puts on those stupid glasses and, and he like screws his the, pen. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the funniest thing. Will, will, will. No more, Mr. <laughs> nice Guy. Hey, that's Alice Cooper. Did you guys know that? Thanks, folks. That's Bye. the end of the podcast. Thanks for coming. Also, welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. My name's Ivy. I'm Matt. And uh, we're here uh, with all of your classic rock tidbits, of course. Uh, a midweek cast. Midweek this time. cast. We're a little late. We had something going on Sunday, which is when we usually record. And then uh, last night just uh, didn't have g- the gumption. Character so two. here we are. Character two <clears throat> is definitely lost gum. his gumption. Uh, I took a bath and then I lost all my gumption. It made me sleepy because I think I get dehydrated and then I get sleepy. Uh, this is the Sleeping Situation podcast. We're dating each other, if you didn't know that. Our what? cat's over there. Matt didn't know, uh, apparently. Cat's over there sleeping in the chair. Uh, she may make an appearance. Who knows? Uh, we're going to tell you about our lives. We're just going to chit-chat. We're going to give you some recommendations of things you should uh, check out. We're going to do a pop culture review. We're going to play a little game and probably some other random stuff in there, too. We always just get talking about stuff. And yeah. that's half the fun of this podcast. So, uh, Matt, <laughs> what you been up to? Well, <clears throat> uh, I played the first gig uh, post-pandemic. Uh, it's not post. It's happening. Well, since it started. Yeah. Uh, I played my first gig with the Low Siders and the first ever gig with the Acronauts, uh, Double Bill, at the Buzzbin. I guess I did play, we played at that Doylestown thing, but that doesn't really count. Um, boy, it was good to play music in front of people again. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, people, like, dancing, which was crazy. Oh. Uh. People were just so happy to not be in their house, I guess. Yeah. They were dancing in the streets. Yeah. Um, what we hadn't considered is that uh, thanks to the <sighs> efforts uh, of the governor um, closing everything at 10 o'clock, or I guess closing the bars at 10 o'clock, uh, Low Siders played first. We got done about 10 o'clock. Then the bar closed. Then everybody left. Whoop. Or m- like most of the people left. Yeah. Um, so I was a little salty that, like, firstly, none of us even thought of that. But two, that they're still starting shows so late. Yeah. Like, Why didn't you start an hour earlier? Right. Why didn't they start the show at 8 o'clock? Like, I could not tell you. We still started stupid. it at 9. I'm like, that's so dumb. I don't know. Maybe they also didn't think about it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, they rearranged some stuff in there, and the re- record store's in there now, which is cool. Um, I am... Awful sick and tired of not being able to hear myself sing. And when I can't hear myself sing, I sing out of tune. And I'm really sick of it. What would you do if I sang out of tune? I would stand up and walk out on you. Um, so, I uh, I bought a like a vocal effects processor. It's the Boss uh, VE20, if anyone cares. Um, and I'm going to run a headphone out of that to my ears. So I can hear myself saying. Uh, I mean, it's got, like, reverbs and delays and stuff in there. I was going to plug it in for the podcast and put on all the weird voices, but Ivy said no. Um, well, we'll just have to do that later, because it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so hopefully I'll have some sort of, like, personal monitoring setup kind of situation happening. Um, but I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, we went down to my mother's house... On, I guess my parents' house uh, on Sunday, and uh, got to beat on the dog for a bit, and uh, did a little campfire. The dog likes to be beat on, just to uh, reiterate. He's a collie, and he's very big. It's um, just just big big pats is what he likes, but we call it beat on the dog. I always feel like I need to uh, yeah qualify we're not... that because that's just what we call it. But you, it's just when you give the dog like a big pat on the side, like hey buddy. Yeah. Every, yeah, everybody does that. It yeah. just, it's, yeah, the language of that is not great. But we, that's what we call it. We are not beating the dog. We are beating on the dog. Right. In the way that the dog enjoys. Yes. And everybody's happy. Um, Especially the Kaiser. Yes. 
Uh, me and Ivy did yoga tonight. Uh, Ivy got me a yoga mat for my birthday. So you could be yoga mat. So I could be yoga mat. And uh, I was really excited to start doing some more yoga and get myself a little bendier. And uh, all my old man bones are really settling in, so I need to loosen them up a bit. And uh, then I hurt my back real bad. Uh, so we hadn't done any yet. Um, so we finally did some tonight. And now all of my everything is uncomfortable. Well, you uh, got to get your body in into condition. Yeah. Uh, I Just am, practice. am not flexible at all. Um, so it's, it's good to try to do that sort of thing. Um, I still haven't started, like, running in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I would like... I think it would be a good thing for me. Yeah, sure. But I just got to do it, and Who that's the hard it? part. I've, I would love to volunteer to go with you, but I also super don't want to volunteer to go with you at the same time. Yeah. It uh, hurts me. I've heard that that's one of those things that, like, once you start... Like, starting is the hardest part. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And once you're kind of in it... Like yeah, it's, it's going to become habit like anything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, it still sucks, but at least you're like... It, you just feel better about it, I yeah. guess. Or you don't mind the fact that it sucks so much. <laughs> That's a, a great endorsement for running. It definitely makes me want to be more active. I mean, I I don't run. That's I've never really done it. I mean, even when I played a sport, I didn't like to just run. Yeah. Even then, I hated it, and I was terrible at it. I could play the whole soccer game sometimes, like, without a sub. But if you wanted me to just, like, run laps around the field or something, I was like, I would rather die. <laughs> uh, I think that's about all that's going on, really. I, I don't know. It's been kind of an uneventful week, otherwise. Am I forgetting something? I don't know. Not that I could think of. Uh, we went to your mom's. Yeah, I said that. Oh. Oh, yeah, we were talking about we're that. Talk, we did, we're literally just talking about the dog. I forgot. <laughs> Ivy needs to go to bed. Um, I think that's it. What's uh, What's been going on with you this week? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, I got a new therapist. That's fancy. Uh, haven't been to counseling in a, in a good second for my anxiety and such just because, like, my old therapist left that office and, uh, you know, it's hard to do things. My brain was like, yeah, I should make another appointment with this other therapist that she recommended, and then I just didn't do it and didn't do it and didn't do it. Uh, and then I got new insurance uh, that actually covered the person that she recommended anyway, so I couldn't have gotten an appointment with this person until now. Yeah. Because uh, she wasn't on my old insurance, but she's on my new insurance, which is kind of handy. Uh, I mean, it it took me two years, like, once it got on my new insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two years. It's and just like daunting. We've for been whatever living. Reason. It's hard. It's hard for me to book appointments. I yeah. don't know why. But uh, I like this new therapist so far. She's a lot younger than either of the other ones I've had. Like she seems like she might be my age, hmm. which is interesting. But she might be one of those people that looks younger, but she's actually like thirty-five. It's hard to tell. Hmm. Um, but she seems. I mean, she's certainly younger. But the other ladies that I've had are were like forty or fifty, probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, seems like going well so far just from that one meeting so that'll be good um my good friend lauren sent me a fun birthday gift in the mail it came a little bit late but that's fine because that just means that the birthday lasts longer uh she sent me a spongebob face mask so it's like spongebob's mouth but you wear it over your mouth and uh that's fun for me plus a drawfee sticker and a uh, john mulaney button all from Redbubble. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Um, shipped out another embroidery commission that I did. Very excited to see, like, the pictures on the wall when she got it a couple days later. Uh, that was, like, maybe one of the better ones that I've done. So it was, like, the first one that I've been like, oh, I'm sad that I have to give it away <laughs> when it was done. But uh, very happy anyway. So uh, that was fun. And the only other thing is I started Stardew Valley again, and I am hooked. The hooks. The hooks. The hooks. Uh, yeah, Stardew Valley is that little uh, sort of farming simulator slash, you know, uh, dungeon crawling slash uh, dating sim. <laughs> 
it's all all of it in one cute little pixel art and everything. But I'm I'm having fun starting it over again. It was getting like grueling doing like the old one where it's just like now I just have to figure out these like more complicated things or whatever. And it's I haven't finished like all the tasks or anything or in in the old one, but I felt like starting a new game. And it's a uh, it's been real fun so far. I forgot how addicting it was. I didn't forget, but I mean I know for sure now. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm up to. That's about it, I think. Okay. That's all I can think of. So, hey, is it time for everyone's favorite segment? It is. It's time for Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Bob, go ahead. Um, I was listening to the new Radiohead album uh, today. I guess it's not the new Radiohead, the newest Radiohead album. The Moonshape Pool? Is that still the newest one? Moonshape Pool. I feel like I never gave it, like, the proper attention when it came out. Because mm-hmm. I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is really good, but it's not in rainbows. <laughs> and then I didn't listen to it too much. So I was like, I'm going to listen to that again. It's That's a really great record. Mm. Um, I mean, pretty much on par from what you would expect from Radiohead ever. Have they ever had a bad album? I mean, people don't like Pablo Honey, right? People don't like Pablo Honey. People don't like Hail to the Thief. I don't even know what People don't is. like, people really don't like King of Limbs, which is, I don't understand. Mm. Um, like, that's considered their second worst album after Pablo Honey. Hmm. Which is crazy. Which to also me. has their biggest hit on it. Yes. Which is funny to me. I mean it's not it's Pablo Honey's a good album. It's just not a great Radiohead album. Mm, I see. Like they hadn't really found their thing yet, I think. Is that one old or is that one more recent? Because I thought that one was more recent. What Pablo Honey? Yeah. No, that's their first album. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. I thought that one was, like, in the middle. No. For some reason. Huh. All right. I learned something today. Didn't you tell me you hadn't listened to a whole Radiohead album? I don't think I ever have. Still. This is upsetting to me. I have several. It's not, like, on purpose. It's not like I don't want to. several of them on vinyl. You know this, right? Sure. I guess I have three of them on vinyl. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. Um, I got in a Primus kick this week, which is weird. Because I haven't, like, listened to Primus in a long time. Uh, And then I was like, I want to listen to Primus. Gosh, what a weird band. Um, Is Primus more than one person or no? Yeah. Oh. It's three people. I thought it was just uh, the guy on the bass. Wes? Yeah. Claypool? Yeah. I mean, he's the sort of driving force behind the whole thing. I think it's his kind of vision. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, no, there's uh, guitar and drums also. You just need to listen to more Primus. It's, I guess so. It's real odd. It's it's a. I think that's one of the. I only more, know too many puppies. Yeah, it's one of the more polarizing bands ever. I, I think. don't think I like Primus to be honest, but that's. I mean, I was listening. I was listening to them. I'm like, this is weird. Like you used to listen to them a lot. I did. Uh, like ten years ago. They're a really strange band. Mm-hmm. Uh, with really strange lyrics. And even stranger songs. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it, and it's like, I've always wondered how, like, the guitar player writes over the, those bass parts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he doesn't. He just plays <laughs> something, and it just, ha- it works because it's, the bass parts are such nonsense. Sure. That you could just put whatever you want over the top of them, and it works. Mm. Um, they're not nonsense. They're just very odd. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I also watched... Um, there's a Sonic Youth concert from Rockplast in like 1989, I think. Um, it's like the full Rockplast concert. It's on YouTube. Um, that's another band that I'm like, Sonic Youth isn't very good, but I really enjoy listening to them. <laughs> um, it's like I like them a lot, but they're just not very good. Does that make sense? I think so. The, I, I said that they're the best bad band. I mean, you're talking to the person who saw One Direction in concert twice. I don't think they're a bad band, but I also, you know, they're not like, well, you know, they're not, uh, they're frowned upon in a lot of circles. Well, sure. (laughs) No, I'm just saying that, like, music, as far as being proficient musicians goes, Sonic Youth is not good. But isn't, aren't they kind of punk? Isn't that the yeah, point? Yeah, it's like noise punk. That's the point. But it's like, so I'm watching, I'm like, wow, Thurston Moore's not a good guitar player, but he's doing things with a guitar that I've never seen anyone else do, ever. Isn't that who somebody told you you played like, or yeah. no? Yeah. Is that an insult, then? No. 
I because oh. <laughs> I because I love Thurston more. And I I really love Sonic Youth. It's just that mm. they're it's it's a weird kind of duality of them. Interesting. Uh, they're like just the most. It's like they they've just been a high school punk band forever. Hmm. It's really weird, but they're so good at doing it, and it's like they know how to write good songs. I don't know. It's just it's weird. They they occupy a weird space in my brain. I really love listening to Sonic Youth, but I'm like they're just not that good. Um, does that make sense? I think so. I'm trying to think what else might make that make sense. Well, I mean, it's punk. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's probably it. Is I'm just not getting the punk side of it. Yeah, that's I'm just like, punk. well, their guitars aren't in tune, and that drummer's not... And it's like... That's punk, Matt. I know. I just... It's hard for me to understand. Um, I was also listening to uh, some Herbie Hancock. Uh, I made a... Uh, we uh, have some Bigelow vanilla tea, hmm. and I made some of that with uh, some honey instead of sugar, and it was awful good. Uh, mm. when we were at my parents, I snagged a loaf of zucchini bread. Yum. Uh, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, and also Ivy's, uh, Ivy was playing some roller coaster tycoon. And, uh, that's a slippery slope for me, so I can't play it. Uh, I think it's about my things of the week. Bob? <laughs> well, this week, my things of the week include, uh... I have some new records that Matt got me for my birthday. New record. New record. Uh, we listened to Oh Inverted World by The Shins the other night. It's super chill, and I really like that album. It's uh, it's pretty laid back, I think, as far as sort of their, I don't know, what would you call them? Just indie, kind of folky. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty typical mid-thousands indie kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I like that album a lot. It's, it's real chill. Um, also, uh, today, I guess my, is that my last Birthday gift? Yeah. Or is there one well, more? No, I told you that they were going to slowly trickle in okay, over well, a couple weeks. Okay, well, I didn't know if this was yeah. it or not. Yeah, this was it. Okay, so my last birthday gift came in today, and it's uh, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance on vinyl, which I'm very excited to listen to. Uh, and I'm finding it hilarious now that, like, three days ago, four days ago, uh, I put that on in the car while we were sitting waiting at the drive-thru, and you were probably sitting there like, <gasps> the whole time. No, I wasn't, because I had no idea when that was going to oh. get here. Like, it on the far end, it, it said, like, October. Oh, really? So well, I'm like, it's anyway. just going to get here when it gets here. I have been listening to it on and off in the car the past month or so anyway. Uh, so, Black Parade, listen to it. Also, I found a new song that I enjoy on, like, a random Spotify playlist, and it's called I Do Adore by Mindy Gledhill. It is a very, like, cutesy... I forget if it's piano or ukulele, honestly. Um, but it's, like, a very just, like, cutesy little singer songwritery song, I guess. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, that's a cute song. Uh, also, Redbubble. Redbubble has everything you could ever want, and it's lovely and beautiful. Uh, any pop culture thing that you want to put on your body or your belongings, it's on there. Um, also I've been watching lots of Drawfee and, uh, Secret Sleepover Society streams on Twitch, or sometimes I watch, like, the, uh, you know, the delayed uploads on YouTube or on Twitch. Um, they've been doing so much stuff, and it's just, like, there's always something to put on. And, like, those are so nice, because you don't, you can put them on the background, at least I can. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy it, but it's just, like, it's people I enjoy talking to each other and, like, I can watch it or I can sort of do something else, but it's really nice, like, background noise or, like, entertaining to watch. So definitely recommend those. And also uh, the post office. I've been uh, sending some letters and stuff. We love the post office. We want to keep the post office. Buy stamps. They also have, like, T-shirts and stuff that you can buy right now. Oh, that's Because, fine. like, the post office needs money, if you haven't heard. Uh, and we don't want to lose the post office, so support your local post office. Thank a post carrier today. I I have so many opinions about that, and I don't even want to talk about them because I don't want people like, you don't even know. And so I, I'm just not prepared to go down that road. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you don't want that business to be fully privatized or else it's going to cost a billion dollars to ship anything for the rest of forever. This is true. That's the issue. Anyway, things of the week. Bob. Bob. Go ahead and tell them what we're doing next. Take it away, Matt. Uh, okay. Um, this week, it's it came to our attention uh, that in our 143 episodes 
uh, we have not yet we have not yet reviewed the uh, Disney classic, uh, the Aristocats. We long ago, long ago, like 2017, I think, mm-hmm. 2018, 2017, I think, uh, did a recast of the Aristocats, but we did not review the movie. Yes. So that's what we're doing today. Um, yes. Do we need to give a, a plot synopsis? I think we should, just in case, because this is, I mean, it's it's a deeper cut. It's not like it's The Little Mermaid, you know? Yeah. I it, it, Like, it looms large in my brain, but yeah. I think it's just because it was around. Like, yeah. I watched it a lot. And I think people our age probably saw it, but, like, I don't know. I feel like not everybody watched that movie. It's kind of from, like, the quieter era of Disney, where it's not, like, as many of the uh, the hits, shall we say. See, but it's, like, all of my favorite Disney movies are, like, that mid, like, late 60s, 70s era. Because you're hip. I. It's just, I think it's probably, that's what, you know what it is? It's what your dad liked. It's was what my dad saw. Because mm-hmm. in, what, Jungle Book came out in 68, my dad was six. So what year was Aristocats? 70? 1970. Okay. Uh, why don't you give give the people a quick synopsis? So the Aristocats is, uh, there's this family of cats that live with this wealthy lady, and uh, they're kidnapped by the butler, and he tries to get rid of them, and then they are helped uh, back to their home by an alley cat, and that's it, pretty much. Meanwhile, the butler is trying to cover his tracks. Yes. So there is a side story of him uh, running into issues with some dogs. He's trying to get the inheritance that the old lady is leaving to the cats. Is, is sh- the point because that, that's yeah. why he's trying to get rid of them. Yes. The butler always did it. <laughs> yeah. Edgar. Edgar. Uh, so overall, what do you think of the Aristocats? I... Love this movie. Um, I think as far as that sort of chunk of Disney movies, this one is definitely one of the better ones. Um, Mm -hmm. I would put, like I said, it's, I said it was, I wrote it's the best of that era, and then I was like, but the Jungle Book. (laughs) Um, So I I sort of propped, I mean, two of my favorite Disney movies of all time Mm -hmm. happen to be right back to back from each other, and, you know, um, in this sort of era. Uh, but I love this movie. Um, I have lots of uh, really good things to uh, to say about it, I think. I hope so. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think it is a delightful, funny movie. Uh, great music, and it's, I mean, especially good if you like cats. But even if you don't, it's just, like, a fun enough story. This is definitely also one of my favorite Disney movies. I watched it a ton as a child, and... Fairly often now. I mean, I have the DVD, and we've probably watched that DVD at least three times. Yeah, I mean, this we, we watch this movie fairly regularly. Like, I think I've had that DVD for, like, two years, and I'm pretty sure we've watched it, like, three times. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fairly often for a movie. It's just, it's such, and I, I think it's probably a little bit because I really grew up on it. Yeah, me too. But it has such, like, a warm spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it just always makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, I think it's, again, probably a little bit just nostalgia and, like, having that kind of association. But I think as a whole, it's that kind of movie. Yeah, it's definitely a feel-good kind of film. Definitely. Uh, What things do you like about it? Um, A-plus casting. Yeah. I think there's, there's only a handful, and I'm really, like, two or three... Uh, animated movies where the voice actors could have played the characters yeah. in the live action version, and this is one of them. What are the other ones? Um, Jungle Book. Yeah. And uh, Emperor's New Groove. Oh yes. I think are about. I feel like they did that on purpose. Oh my gosh, that's but, like yeah. the most perfect. Uh, <laughs> I think of okay, if all cat like animated movie castings, Emperor's New Groove has to be the it's best. It's probably the best. Yeah. Um, it's just perfect, um, but. You know, main characters and even the side characters, all of the voice actors are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were kind of laughing last time watching Robin Hood how many of the voice actors in this are reused. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Harris is uh, 
O'Malley, the alley cat, and also Blue the bear, and also Little John. Um, my dear Sterling Holloway is in everything, and he is Roquefort the mouse in this, uh, which is one of my favorite like minor characters ever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, just Mr. Haney and uh, Goober Pyle and the dogs. It's great. Um, I... Yeah, okay, so great voice cast. I think the thing that I think really sets this movie sort of apart is the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many good characters, and they're all very different from each other, and they're all very memorable in their own sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you get this really kind of colorful cast of of different people, because you have, like, the Aristocats, who are, like, Duchess is very, like, proper and very Aristocats. There we go. Um, And there's like the three kittens, and they're all very different from one one another. Yeah. And then you have O'Malley, who's this kind of like, he's just trying to hit on Duchess, and like, (laughs) um, but then even like the side characters. Roquefort is super funny. Um, He's he's a mouse that lives in their mansion, and they've befriended the mouse, which I always love the uh, the kind of. Yeah, there's no like. Oh, should we chase and eat the mouse? They're just friends. Like, yeah. Literally just, you know, best friends. Right. Um, they love Roquefort. The dogs are great. Edgar is great. Uh, the Uncle Waldo? Uncle Waldo. <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah, the geese and Uncle Waldo. Um, the scat cat band. Like, mm. all of the characters are so unique and they're so, um, they're so different that it's like they're all really memorable. Um, uh, bup, bup, bup. I think the songs are pretty solid in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done with maybe one less, but on a whole, I think, like, it would, I could have done with one less, but now, having seen it, like, you can't remove a song. Because all the songs are pretty plot-heavy, almost. I mean, there's really only three songs in it. So there's the O'Malley song. Yeah. There's Scales and Arpeggios. Right. And the Everybody Wants to Be, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Right? Um, is there a song when they're sitting on the roof? Like a romantic song? No. No? I don't think so. Maybe that is it. Yeah. Well, and there's like the the title song, the theme well, yeah. song, like the opening credits. So yeah. I I didn't even, uh, backing up a second, um, I've <laughs> one of my favorite minor characters ever is George. George. Oh my gosh, he used to crack me up. Like, that was, he was... Oh, like, as a kid? That's the funniest oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen. He puts on those stupid glasses and, and he like... screws his the, pen. <laughs> like, that's the funniest thing. Will, will, will. Elevators are for old, old people. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great. I always had the softest hands in Paris. <laughs> You're such a flatterer, George. Uh, I can quote the whole movie. That's one of my likes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 that's one of my likes as well. This movie is super quotable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it it comes up all, all the, the time. time in our house, all the time, and it's not just one quote. It's the whole movie. Many quotes <laughs> uh, relating to a bunch of different things. One of the hardest I think I've ever made Matt laugh, and I forget why I said it but I said something about a one-wheeled haystack, and you about lost your mind, I think. Um, Something must have been squeaking or something, and I went like, sounds like a one-wheel. That's all you have to do. It's a (laughs) one-wheel. I got Emily really good on that one one time, A one-wheeled haystack. It was, um, I was talking about... size nine with a squeak in the heel. I was talking about, I think it was like like a little ATV, like a gator type thing. Yeah. And I said, like, oh, I was driving this little, like, it's like a four-wheeled, and then I just went, a oh, one-wheeled. <laughs> That's great. Um, I think this movie has a really good balance of a lot of the things that make Disney movies great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a cute and sort of heartfelt movie, um, but it's, like, side-splitting funny, mm-hmm. um, but also really exciting and, like, really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard to kind of balance all of those. Uh, and I think this movie does it really well. Um, I love in this, and I did, I, I've never really thought about it until I started thinking about it. 
Um, I love the whole side story with Edgar. Yeah. Like, after he, uh, he, like, takes the cats out into the country and dumps them, basically. Um, but then he realizes that, like, there's incriminating evidence. Like, he left his hat behind and stuff. Um, so he has to go back and, like, retrieve those things. And it's a, it's a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's funny that he's the bad guy, but they put him in this sort of comedic, bumbling sort of side story. Um, I think that's really funny. Um, I was, I always loved that part with the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, yeah, the one wheeled haystack and that whole th- sort of thing. Um, look at my sleepy kitty down there. Oh, there she is. Um, yeah, this movie's super quotable. And I think for a Disney animated movie, the pacing is pretty solid in this. You think? I do think. I think it's a little slow at the beginning. I think it starts a little slow. I could see that, but I think once it kind of kicks in, yeah, it's, it stays it's pretty pretty good. I mean, a lot of the beginning is just exposition, anyhow. Yeah. Um, but you do get like George, yeah, and um, you know, Creme de la Creme a la Edgar, mm-hmm. and uh, Roquefort and his cracker. Um, I brought a cracker. <laughs> was it you that sent me that that thing the other day that was like, why did this cracker look yeah. so delicious to me as a child? I'm like, I know, right? There's a there's a really great uh, it was a Tumblr post I think yeah that it's it's Roquefort with this cracker and they like oh it's his best cracker and he's like somebody comments it's literally just Ritz cracker dumped in water and somebody goes that's creme de la creme a la Edgar you uncultured swine those are I think those are my big likes I could rant and rave about this movie forever. But I'll let you talk now, please. Um, I mean, you hit most of the things that I agree with. I think the voice cast is really good. I think the music, I like the music all around. Um, The dialogue is super memorable and funny. And, like, the dialogue is sort of what develops the characters, I think, because it's the way that they speak and, like, the expressions that they use and Mm -hmm. the way, you know, I think that's what really helps develop a lot of the characters. Um, So I think that's really good. You could quote the whole movie. It's every line is just so well written um sort of like we talked about with robin hood if you listen to that it has that like very sketchy line animation style with like the painted sort of hand-drawn hand-painted backgrounds it's it's really just like a pleasing style to watch Mm -hmm. it's it's funny because it's not perfect like you see like the sketchy lines moving in between frames and stuff but there's just something that's like very warm and fuzzy about that um so that's very nice to me I think it's it's the same kind of thing as, like, listening to music on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not perfect. Yeah. But there's, you know, in that kind of distortion, in the in the sketchiness of it, it has a very warm kind of... Like a charm. Yeah. It has a charm. It has a nice charm to it. Charming. Uh, I think it handles the multiple plot lines really well, where they could, you know, I could see a movie like this being very disjointed. I think Robin Hood, even though it's not necessarily multiple plot lines, but when they go back and forth between like what Robin Hood's doing, what Marion's doing, what mm-hmm. the king is, well, what whatever King John or whatever is doing, it feels a little disjointed. Even though they're kind of all in the same story, that's a really I think good these point. flow together a lot better. Even though it's like the cats have nothing to do with Edgar going out to the windmill and getting his motorcycle back from the dogs, his baby basket, <laughs> his bumper shoot. Uh, it just flows well and better for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I can't explain exactly why because they're still pretty like separate plot lines. But and there's even I, you could even almost argue that there's three because Roquefort kind of has his own mm-hmm. as well. Um, him trying to find the cats after they go missing. Mm-hmm. It's smaller, but I mean it's still there. I just think they all work together a lot better in this movie for some reason. Maybe they're better balanced, or maybe you know you know what I think it is. What is it? Is the the reason that the the stuff with Edgar works mm-hmm. as a plot device is that the cats are always like sleeping then. Yeah, they're so it's like, never like happening at the same time, right? Or they're think. sleeping, or they're just walking. Yeah, and it's like nothing exciting is also. It's not like they're trying to do two things at the same time. Yeah, that's it's true. very much like. Okay, Edgar goes home, and now back to the cats. And yeah. then it's like, okay, cats are sleeping, now Edgar's coming out again. Like, it, it has that kind of... It feels like a natural progression, and not like yeah. they're just interjecting another storyline into it. Yeah, and I also think that the characters are pretty equally well-developed. Um, 
it's not like we only know that Edgar is the evil butler. You sort of get a peek into, like, who Edgar is. Like, he works really hard. He goes all, through all this crap with George. He, like, you know, he feels like he should be appreciated, and then he finds out that the cats are being written into the will before him. Mm-hmm. Like, understandably, he's kind of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a crazy thing for this lady to do. So, like, maybe you empath- empathize with him a little bit, but at least, like, you understand. Either way, like, I mean, whether you're, like, Edgar, just wait, like, five more years and the cats will be gone. Right. Like, cats don't live that long or whatever. But, like, uh... You you know Edgar well enough that you also care about his story, too. You know Roquefort well enough that you care about his story, too. Even if it's not, like, you know, the deepest character development there's ever been, like, you you learn to like the characters and you learn to understand mm-hmm. the characters. So, like, they also have equal weight that way, I think. That's a good point. Because um, I always thought Edgar was, like, a really good villain. Yeah. And I think that's, like, he's a really sympathetic bad guy. And yeah. And I think that's why he's so good. Yeah, because he's not just evil. I mean, right. and he's very, and, until the end when it kind of heightens, and then he's kind of just like, I will shove you in a thing and put you in the mail. Right. Um, oh, now I've, I lost it. I lost my thought. Look at that polite um, kitty down there. Oh, she's so oh, sleepy. sleepy. Um, I don't remember now. Edgar is a sympathetic villain? Yeah. Don't remember anything else? No. I mean, I don't know if symp- sympathetic is maybe like a little too far, but like... Maybe that's the right thing. Oh, what I was going to say is he's also very funny in his own way. Yeah. And I think that's what makes him so fun as a bad guy. Yeah. Um, That he's, like, kind of bumbling, too. Right. He's He's not not just, like, evil, evil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Agreed. And that was pretty much my last point. Like, the humans, it's interesting because the story's not really about the humans, so they don't take that much time, like, uh, like the, uh, the madam, the lady that owns... The cats and George, especially Edgar, more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the two of them, you you don't really need to know their whole backstory or anything. You learn that she used to be an opera singer, and that's why she's so rich. And mm-hmm. like he's been her lawyer for like fifty years, and right. that's why she puts up with him, even though he's kind of crazy. You know, and they sort of flirt with each other mm-hmm. like a little bit when they're dancing or whatever. But like that's all you really need to know. But I think they do a good job of like giving you just enough to make them not like just faceless. Who cares? Like, you care about them, but also, like, they didn't go too far that way. Yeah. So I just think they, they balanced all the character development really I don't. Well. I don't think that Madame puts up with George. I think that there's, like, a, a genuine, like, that love for each other. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I mean, I guess that's I true. think it's just that George is very old and very crazy. Yeah. And that Edgar doesn't know how to deal with him. I think that's where, like, the craziness comes from. Oh, well, yeah. Whereas George is just, like, a character. Yeah. And he's just, like, one of those people that's fun to be around. Yeah, they're, like, old friends and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it gives you just enough to, like, enjoy them and be like, oh, I like these characters, too. Mm-hmm. Without it feeling like a distraction from the actual story, which is the cats. Right. Which can talk. If we didn't say that, and if you've never seen this movie, like, they do speak and everything. If you've never seen this movie, how dare you? Also, uh, Marie is one of my top three favorite Disney characters ever. <laughs> so just, you know, jot that down. I love Marie. Yes. Uh, what grievances have you, Tayer? I don't have many. I have one big grievance, uh, is that I think the sort of climactic ending scene with Edgar makes him too evil. He starts to go a little bit too evil at the yeah, end. Yeah, because before, like, it's, it feels very, he feels very justified. Yeah. Like, you could understand that, and he's just kind of this goofus, um... I think the point is that, like, he's been through so much. Like, this was supposed to just be an easy thing, and he's, right. like, so fed up with how difficult it's become. Like, between yeah. getting chased by the dogs all the times and sneaking around and thinking they're coming back and having to get rid of them a second time and all this. But yeah. but, um, but it just feels like a weird shift of tone. Um, whereas, yeah. like, he's always been this kind of, like, you know, he put the wheels in motion. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, like, do anything... I guess, like, super, super evil. Like, it's an evil thing to do. Mm-hmm. But now he's, like, aggressively trying to do a bad thing. Yeah. And that doesn't feel like his character. Yeah, it goes um, a bit far Like, I get, I get the feeling that he's, you know, he was a really kind of, like, loyal butler. And he was, like, always there forever. Mm-hmm. And he loved the cats until that thing, like, until the she, he overheard the will thing. Yeah. And that, like, tipped him. Because he just wants, like, recognition. Like, he feels like, 
disrespected. Um, and I just didn't like how they sort of how they handled that end with him. Yeah. I think what might have been a more fitting ending, because this is, this is my thing now, is if I complain about something, I had to fix it, um, is I think that, uh, I think yeah. that it should have gone maybe slightly the same way, um, but I think that Madame should have found out. I agree. That's I, what I was I think say. it should have been her doing, like, like, she comes in, and he's, like, holding the cats, or whatever. Yeah, and she realizes that it was him the right. whole time, fires him. Right. I think that would have been more fitting. He has to go work at the farm where the dogs live or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just to have her come in and be like, you know... Edgar, oh, how could you? Yeah, yeah, you were always so loyal, and, like... Or even, like, you were going to get all the money. Yeah. And now you've, like, betrayed and my trust. And now you're out, yeah. Right. Um... Just, but no, he gets put in a trunk and mailed to Timbuktu. Right. Which, you know, and she's just like, wow, it's crazy that Ed- Edgar quit. Yeah, he just left. Um, yeah, I just, that's always been a little weird to me, and I think that ending, ending would have been a little more fitting. Because mm-hmm. then, one, it, it makes Madame sort of a more important character. Yeah. Like, she might as well be the house, right? Like, just, I mean, kind of. I um, still like her. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but it's she doesn't have much kind of bearing on the movie itself. No, not necessarily. Um, but kind of giving her that, especially as this old, like, retired lady. Yeah. To have her come in at the end and be like, you, you, you know. And to, to have yeah. her, like, be the tough guy at the end. Yeah. Um, True. But uh, do you have any grievances of which to air? Um, not many. Um, we talked about, like, the sound quality of these movies when we talked about, like, Alice in Wonderland and those. Like, it can be a little iffy at times. I don't think this one's as bad. But occasionally, it's, it's most, it kind of blows out the speakers every once in a it's, while. It's mostly those super early Disney movies. This one I don't think is too bad. You don't think so? No. Um, I think maybe the pacing is a little slow in the beginning, just because like you don't get to the part of like him actually taking them out. Like that's when the plot really starts. Is when Edgar, you know, dumps the cats out in the country, mm-hmm. and I think that's it's farther in than I think it is all mm-hmm. the time. Though I, I mean, the, the like. Scales and arpeggio scene is great, and I would never want to, like, get rid of it. It just seems, like, slightly slow. Um, there's that cringy, really racist moment with the Siamese cat that we don't like to talk about. Uh, yeah. We just, we look the other way. It's, like, one moment, and it's, like, in very poor taste, but, like, I don't think it has to ruin the movie. But it's, like, every time that comes up, I'm like, <laughs> It makes me feel awkward for about 12 seconds, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not the best thing. It's not great. Uh, but you get uh, Tony the Tiger as the Russian bass playing cat. Yeah, I mean I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with all the rest of it. It's it's all good. Russians are okay to make fun of. Um, <laughs> I mean I don't think they're necessarily making fun of him particularly. Sure. Uh, I like that all the cats in the band are like a different nationality, which is a thing they did. You know, back then all the time for some reason. Like, the the geese are very British. Right. And it's, it's like, very clear that they were being, like, this is kind of a... I wouldn't say stereotype, but it's kind of like a... Like a... Uh, what's the word I want? When they draw your picture, but your nose is Caricature. Caricature. <laughs> of, like, you know, this is, like, these geese are very British, and they're very proper, and they're, ooh, we have to go see Uncle Waldo. Uh, anyway. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Deeper. Um, Abigail. Amelia. I leaned back so I hopefully wouldn't click, clip the mic too much. You did. <laughs> but that's how he says it. Anyway. Uh, that's really all I got. We we talked about it while I was on that the title sequence is fun, but it's like clips that are going to appear in the movie mm-hmm. that you haven't seen yet. So it's kind of weird that they use them in the title sequence because you don't know the context yet. Right. So we talked about how maybe that would have been better at the end of the movie, but the end of the movie is, like, the reprise of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, which is also fun. Yeah. So I don't know that that necessarily works. I just wish it was, like, different clips at the beginning, or if it was just, like, the whole... Because it, it, like, fades into a scene of them, like, riding in in the lady's carriage, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, riding, you know, along the streets of Paris. So why couldn't it have just been, like, a montage of them riding past places in Paris and something, and showing what the cats are doing and, you know... uh, I guess this, Disney was trying to save money at this time, so that's probably why. But um, it would have been, I think that would have been 
cooler because I like that song. It's like a very like French man mm-hmm. singing like partially in English, partially in French, with like the punchline being "Aristocats." Like he's very like jolly sounding. Mm-hmm. I really like it, but I just wish there was fun, more fun animation behind it that wasn't just like recycled. Sure, that's really all my complaints. All right, I can't think uh, of anything else. What kind of rating would you give this movie? Nine out of ten. Great, great Disney classic. Uh, especially from like a time when they were like kind of broke and like it wouldn't have been surprising if all the movies were kind of like iffy like we thought about Robin Hood. Um, but I think this one just came out super well. I think they did a lot of really good things. I could just every line is so good in that movie, and that's like my favorite part about it. Mm-hmm. Every line is so funny. Every line is very memorable. What did you think? Uh, I also said nine out of ten. Um, this is like classic Disney. Uh, must watch and I think really as far as some of those old movies go this one holds up pretty well yeah I think so um, and I think being a period piece helps yeah um, that's fun but uh, yeah I really love this one I again I like I have a soft spot for that kind of era uh-huh. of, of Disney stuff um, we talked about it last time I wrote it down what um, what are the movies around that let me see 101 Dalmatians. It's, a hun- it's basically Winnie 101 Dalmatians through many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So it's the 60s and 70s, basically. Yeah. Um, even though I haven't seen Sword in the Stone in a long time. I haven't seen that in a very long time. I started watching it one day, and then I didn't finish it for some reason. Hmm. Since uh, Disney Plus became a thing. Yep. I think I was at work and I just got busy, but I was like watching it while I worked. Uh, I want to watch. It's kind ha- of weird. I want to watch uh, 101 Dalmatians. I would like to watch 101 Dalmatians. Ivy said she didn't like that one as much, but I it's was, just not I one of my top faves. But I just didn't. I also didn't watch it very many times. I don't think. Which some of this is like your favorite Disney movies are the ones that you watched every day as a child, and it was just like repetition. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I just didn't watch that one as much. Yeah. I probably like it. I think of all the Disney characters, I am most like if there was a BuzzFeed quiz, I'm most like Roger. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're de- you're you look like Roger. Like you, I mean, he writes songs, right? Yeah, yeah. So you are Roger. You just uh, have cat instead of dog. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Did you give it a, a score? Out of 10? I said nine. Oh, okay. Also remember. nine. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Go watch it. Review. Mm, review. Okay, and for our final segment today, we're going to play Scattergories. Scattergories is a game that's been around, I believe our version is from... 88. 88. Uh, There are newer versions of it. It is a word game that you can play, and basically you get a list of categories, and you roll a big dice with most of the letters of the alphabet on it, and it gives you a letter. And then you have to think of something for each category that starts with that letter... And the way that you score is that if you have the same answer, they cancel out. And you get one point for each answer that everybody agrees is valid. Uh, If you didn't write something, you get no point. And if it is a proper noun with double alliteration of that letter, you get double points. I think that's about it. We can argue answers if we think uh, the other doesn't deserve the point. Ivy deserves no points. That's very rude of you to say. (laughs) However, I I deserve not much, because especially round three, I did terrible this time, I feel like. So we've already done three rounds of this, uh, just so that you didn't have to wait while we uh, whole-hummed around. So two, we already did it. Two minutes of us going... Oh what my. is that? Oh Get dear. your phone off of there. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you. Uh, okay, so here we go. The first list we did was list eight... Uh, they're numbered, and number one for list eight, our letter was F, and number one is nicknames. What's your name, Frankie? That's what I said. No, Frankie. I was hoping you'd put, like, Freddy. Nope, Frankie. Damn. So neither of us get a point because we both put, what's your name, Frankie? Two, things in the sky. Flying saucers. Feathers. Pizza toppings. Feta cheese. Oh, yeah, okay. I could not think of one. I, that one was. My brain kept saying fettuccine, fettuccine, and I'm like, they don't put that on pizza. That's noodle. Fettuccine is a noodle. Yeah. They don't put that on pizza. 
Now, as a point I've generally made is you could put a cannonball on pizza and a cannonball would be a pizza topping, but I didn't put it. Uh, number four, colleges or universities? Florida State. Florida State. Oh, yes. Fish. Flounder. Flounder. Hello. Hello. Countries. Uh, Finland. France. I could not think of anything else, and I thought you would put France. Uh, that's good, though. Points for me. Things that have spots. A fish. A fan. Like, a, like you would hold with oh. your hand, like a lady uses. Sure. It could, uh, they're patterned and they could have spots. Uh, historical figure. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Ferdinand Magellan. Oh, we could have said France Ferdinand. We that could have said that. That would have been a smart thing to Archduke. Put. Well, neither of us did. Whoops. So that's one point for each of us, because just the one name started with F. Uh, something you're afraid of. Uh, Frankenstein's. Oh, that's good. I just put fish. So, some fish, yeah. Uh, terms of measurement. A football field. Oh, I just put feet. That's very good. See, that's why I knew you were But that's put not that. a proper noun. I know. Okay. So only one point for but that. But that's still a unit of measurement. I, my brain was just not having it today, so that's all I could think of. Isn't it weird? Like, that's how dumb Americans are. They're like, how long is 300 feet? It's three football fields. It's a football field. I can, that helps me, like... That's one football field. That helps field. me visualize things. Because well, I have yeah, no idea sure. how big an acre is, but if you were like, it's this much of a football field, I would know how big it was. Yeah. It's just, or if you're like, you know, our house has 10 acres. I'm like, what does that mean? And you're like, oh, it's two football fields or whatever it might right. be. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's the only measurement that Americans understand. Yeah, you have to be like, it's one 1,024th of a football field. Or, or whatever like, okay. that might be. You know, an inch and a half or whatever. Right. Uh, cool. 11 is items in this room. A fan. Floor lamp. Uh, book titles. All right. You don't have any. I didn't get... I ran out of time. This one's a stretch. But for double points, Fahrenheit 451. Mm, on the cover of the book, it's a number. Yes. So I'm going to say no double, but okay. but one single. That's fine. I, that, I, is, that is clever. That's very clever of you. And if there were more people, maybe we would vote. But I feel like... Especially because I didn't even get one. It is... It is stylized as, as four five one. Yeah. Yes. So I, if it was written out, then I would give it to you. I would give it to you. You'd actually get uh, three, wouldn't you? For four fifty, you'd get two. Four five one. Yeah. Well, no, I am going to give you one point on All that right. one. How many did you get? Nine. I only got seven that time. I, got I nine. did not do well tonight. You're going to win. That's, I'm telling you already. That's shocking. Uh, this next one I did okay. I just, like, I kept running out of time. I don't know. It was these slow today. These ones were hard. I don't know what yeah. the deal was. You picked bad lists. I blame you. I guess so. Uh, okay, so our next list was seven. Our letter was H. And the first category is fictional characters. Hank Hill. Oh, that's so good. I put Harry Potter because I couldn't think. I always, like, I try so hard to get double points on the ones that are, like, people. Yep. I hate when I don't, and now I'm bummed. So, uh, because that is a proper noun, yeah, an alliterative proper noun, I get two points. That's very good. Good for you. Going ahead. Well, I did really bad the rest of this round. Also, propane and propane accessories. Uh, number two, menu items. I couldn't think of anything. Halibut. The halibut. All right. I'll have the halibut. Uh, magazines. Home and garden. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking good housekeeping, but that's the G is kind of... Yeah. The G is first, so I don't think that counts. Um, good. Four capitals. I, I, I could not it, think yeah. of anything. I almost wrote down Hong Kong, but that's not the capital of... That's China, right? Hong Kong is the capital of Hong Kong. Oh, uh, yeah. That's its own thing. Yeah. I guess that would have... Well, I didn't put it, so I... I think uh, Hamburg is the capital of that region... <laughs> it in might Germany. be, but it's not the capital. What's the I capital of Germany? Berlin. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, five kinds of candy. A Heath bar. Oh, very good. I felt so stupid because I could not think of anything for that one. Uh, I am very happy with this one. Items that you save up to buy. A house. A horse. <laughs> you sell a horse. You buy a horse. That's how horses work. Quit begging for horses. That's just a joke for me and Matt, but that's fine. You save up to buy a horse. They're expensive. 
Uh, footwear. Well, I'm really happy about this one. Footwear. Uh, Heelys. Oh, that's very good. I just put house slippers. Okay, good. That was the only shoe that dates me a little bit. Heelys. It? <laughs> it's the only shoe that I could think of that starts with an H is Heely. Heels. I could have put heels. My brain. My brain never went there. Oh yeah. My brain just kept going like boots. boots I wrote boots, the, the same boots. word, but went super nineties <laughs> with it. I mean, because if I would have put heels and you would have put Heelys, we both would have still got points. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same as neither of us getting points, I guess. Uh, it's only two people. At our, at our school, Heelys were banned. I don't think we were allowed to have... You could you had to take the wheels out. Yeah. But, yeah, we weren't allowed to, like, wear them in school. At, like, my elementary school. Uh, what are we on? Eight. Uh, something you keep hidden. I didn't think I... Your hiding spot. All right. Thank you. Uh, items in a suitcase. A hair dryer. Hat. Uh, things with tails. A horse. A hound. Uh, you know, that Disney movie, Horse and the Hound. Yeah. Uh, sports equipment. Helmet. Helmet. Crimes. A hit and run. Hijacking. Hijacking. How many did you get that time? I got nine that time. Ah, I got eight that time. My brain. Yeah, you no, you got me. If you you have way more answers on the next one. I didn't even get answers for half of them on list six. So I think you got me. I think he always smokes me at this point. Yeah, game. I'm just you must I'm be off having an on, off night. I think so. Uh list six. Our letter was N. With an uh, N. With an N. Things that are sticky. Nectar. Nunchucks. What? If your hands are sweaty, your nunchucks would get sticky. That's Nunchucks. Because you it was the only word with N that would even come close to my brain. All right. I mean, you're allowed to say no. Uh, no, I'm going to win, so I'll let you have it. Ah, uh, thank you. I feel good. I just wanted to write nunchucks because I couldn't think of anything. Uh, awards or ceremonies? Uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. That's what I put. We were just talking about that the other day. Um, Cars. A Nissan. That's what I put. Good. Uh, spices or herbs? Nutmeg. God, dude, I was like, there isn't one. I was convinced there wasn't one. <laughs> My little nutmeg. Uh, that was good. Uh, five. Bad habits. Nose picking. Nail biting. Uh, cosmetics or toiletries? Nail clippers. I already used nail, so I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, celebrities. It's my girl, Nat Portman. Ah, I put Nick Lachey. Because my brain, the only name... I don't know who that is. The only... He was in uh, 98 Degrees, and then he was married to Jessica Simpson for a hot second. Oh. Uh, the only name that my brain would come up with was Nick, and then I couldn't think of someone named Nick. Jonas? So I had to... I, yeah, well, I didn't think of that. The only Nick I could think of was Nick Lachey. I thought for sure you were going to put uh, Niall Horn. <laughs> I, he didn't even cross my mind. My brain is Randy Newman? Right. Uh, there's so many, but my brain could not think of anything. Um... Cooking utensils. I couldn't think of any. I don't have one. Either. Reptiles or amphibians. A newt. It turned me into a newt. That's what I put. All right. Uh, I don't have anything for the rest of them. I could not think of any. Well. Parks. National. Oh, have it. Uh, leisure activities. Napping. That is very leisurely. Things you're allergic to? I couldn't think of anything. Nothing. That's Anne. Uh, I guess so. I'm not allergic to anything. Well, that's not Nuts. True. Nuts. A lot of people are allergic to nuts, but did my brain come up with that? No. Because probably my brain went, peanut. Oh, that starts with a P. Yeah. I got three that time. That's terrible. I got seven That's that time. awful. I mean, you got so many more than I did. What's I that? got 25. I got 18. Ha-ha! That's so bad. That's maybe the first time I've ever beat you at that no, you, on the podcast. No, you beat me like once or twice. On the podcast, maybe. Yeah. I forget. Ivy beats me every time it's categories. I'm good at categories. My brain holds lots of words in it. <laughs> Is that the first time you've ever hiccuped on the podcast? I don't know. That was horrible. That was horrible. I'm so sorry, everyone. I hiccup really bad sometimes. And uh, that's the show. Now that you've uh, witnessed my uh, harrowing defeat and heard the worst sound that comes out of my mouth, uh, it's time to go. So thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Hey, for next week, if anybody's interested, we're going to review the new Killers album, and that's going to be a fun time. Hold us to it. We're planning I ahead for once. I see London. I see Sam's town. <laughs>
you said you didn't like Sam's Town. I know. Well. I I don't dislike it. It's just, it's fine. My friend Bree and I have had this ongoing battle for several years because she likes Samstown better than Hot Fuss, and I don't. Well, that's incorrect. <laughs> well, we've fought a lot about it. Uh, Top ten debut albums ever. Hot Fuss. Hot number Fuss. one. No, it's not number one. It's up there. It's definitely up there. I don't know what the number, mm. Now this is interesting. Well, we need to end the show, so unfortunately we can't sit here while you think about this. But maybe we can do that as a game next week if we feel like it. Uh, So thanks, everybody, again for listening. Thanks for always being cool when we upload at weird times. Uh, We try to be good, but sometimes we're bad. Uh, You know, subscribe on iTunes. Send us stuff that we should do. Matt threw his pen in his lap. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm the leader. I'll say when it's the end. It's the end.